1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Gaia.com, the on-demand streaming TV service that helps you achieve your highest potential at your convenience. To get your first month at only 99 cents, visit gaia.com forward slash my7chakras. My7chakras episode 218. The living entities
2: in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses, which include the mind. The living entity in the material world, carries his different conceptions of life from one body to another as the air carries aromas. Thus he takes one kind of body and again quits it to take another. The living entity thus making another gross body obtains a certain type of ear, eye, tongue, nose, and sense of touch which are grouped about the mind. He thus enjoys a particular set of sense objects.
1: Your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, your friend and the voice behind My 7 Chakras, the show where we explore the secrets of the ancient world to provide you actionable steps to transform your life. So if you're going through a challenging situation, then hold on because you're going to receive just the information you need. But right before we move on, Action Tribe, I have a small gift for you. After doing 215 episodes and more, I've learned one thing. People love the book recommendations that are shared on the show. But I know that many of you don't listen to the show at home, sometimes in your car, in the metro, outdoors, on your way to work. And so it becomes hard to make a list of some of the amazing books shared on the show. And I want to make that journey easier for you. And that's why I've carefully put together a document containing 21 must-read spiritual books that you will need on your journey. And I'm offering that for you completely free. To download your copy, visit the link that I'm going to share, put down your best email address, and then wait for the download link to arrive in your inbox. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash reading list. That's my 7 forward slash reading list. So download that document, print it out if you can, and then take action. And with that said, it's now time to bring you our featured guest for today, Stephen Herman. So Steve, are you ready to inspire?
2: I hope so. I'm really happy to be here. I I think that your show is really fantastic. It's so nice. I mean, I was looking through all the different guests you've had, and I can only imagine how much you must help so many different people all over the world. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much for that. With more than 40 years of study and practice and training more than 10,000 people worldwide the reverend Stephen herman is a world famous medium with incredible talent Stephen holds credentials as an ordained minister certified medium and teacher with the natural spiritualist association of churches usa and a start for the international spiritualist federation uk a featured personality on television and radio worldwide Stephen's highly detailed mediumship has been documented by the associated press and other news media a former research medium for the University of Virginia he travels extensively internationally teaching and demonstrating spirit communications and healing he is based in Auckland New Zealand that's where he's joining us from today and holds a BA degree from Hampshire College Massachusetts he's the author of the best-selling mediumship mastery the mechanics of receiving spirit communications the ultimate guide. Steve welcome to our show yeah I'm really
2: happy to be here
1: (laughs) wonderful now uh, since you've listened to some of our episodes, you would know that we always begin our show with an inspirational and an uplifting quote. So, what quote did, do you have for us today?
2: You're you're, you're from India, we, you know India is such an awesome place. And I, I'd like to actually just read a few uh, slokas or verses from Bhagavad Gita, which I know you're familiar with. Great. And these, these greatly inspire me. <clears throat> the living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal, fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses, which include the mind. The living entity, in the material world, carries his different conceptions of life from one body to another, as the air carries aromas. Thus he takes one kind of body and again quits it to take another. The living entity, thus making another gross body, obtains a certain type of ear, eye, tongue, nose, and sense of touch, which are grouped about the mind. He thus enjoys a particular set of sense objects. So this is from uh, Bhagavad Gita, uh, chapter 15, 7 to 9. And as a medium, my work involves communicating with people who are in the subtle or the spirit dimension and bringing through messages from them to people in the physical. So what's very nice about Bhagavad Gita and and those those particular verses is it talks about our eternal nature as a soul and so many people here in this physical world fear the destruction of the physical body. They're greatly disturbed, greatly hurt when someone close to them passes over. And mediumship, it's all about love. It's all about healing. And it's about connecting people in the spirit world to people here in the physical world and helping not just healing people here physically, but also helping people in the, in, <clears throat> in the spirit world here heal as well. Because certainly... Once we do pass over to the world of spirit, we're going to have relationships with people here in the physical. And people who pass over, they, they greatly miss and, and, and greatly want to communicate with people who are here physically. So Bhagavad Gita philosophically really pro- provides a lot of information about our eternal nature, which I think is really, really, really important. So I always that's one of the things I try to inspirationally. I try to read as much from the Bhagavad Gita. And it's classic, it's timeless, it's, you know, 5,000 years old, and it's pretty awesome.
1: Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that with us. It was a beautiful and wonderful quote. Yes. And you're
2: from India. So you're, I mean, that's one of the things that's so good about India. I mean, I, I mean you call it like seven chakras. Well, what's chakra mean? It's Sanskrit for wheel. and we all have chakras, don't we?
1: Absolutely. I mean, chakras is one of the most common words in India, Uh we have what is called an Ashok Chakra as well, who was a king from thousands of years back. And uh, the story goes that he was a king and he was a very powerful king. And uh, he had a war with another kingdom, Kalinga, and he won the war. But what happened was when he was going through the battlefield, yes. he noticed that, you know, so many dead bodies and carcasses and blood strewn everywhere. And he really repented, even though he was victorious. And from that day on, he sort of moved from violence to non-violence. And he was one of the most powerful proponents of buddhism you know all around the world and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but but that's
2: pretty amazing yeah 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 well that's that's the whole thing there's so much there's so much deep philosophy when we talk about chakra you know it we but you know we, we we open up our chakras so the whole thing with, with mediumship is we're actually utilizing different energy centers or chakras because we have the physical body but we also have the subtle body don't we and that's really what we get into the yogic philosophy. We, we, we learn about the subtle anatomy mm-hmm. you know, we, we, as, as an individual, as a soul. We're in this dense physical body, but we're also in a subtle body. So at some point, each one of us, what's going to happen? We're going to kick the bucket, aren't we? And we're going to still be in the subtle body. So when we're, when we're working with spirit communication, well, we're really actually utilizing the senses of our subtle body. And most people, just because they're so conditioned, they're really attached, they're really uh, functioning through their denser physical body, so they're not always, unfortunately, in touch mm-hmm. with these higher dimensional senses. I mean, sometimes someone will have like a near-death experience, or they might have some conscious out-of-body experience, and when that happens, typically it activates the subtle senses. They become aware of these senses that's why you have lots of people, you know, they, they go, let's say they have an, uh, some emergency situation, they go out of their body, and while they're out of their body, they go to the spirit world, you know, they have experiences this way, and when they come back, typically, they're a lot more in touch with their psychic abilities because of what's taken place. What to speak of, hopefully, on a... Philosophical or spiritual sense as mm-hmm. well
1: mm-hmm.
2: in terms of an awakening.
1: Got it. So uh, that's exactly like you put it. You know, I've come across different types of people. In some cases, there are those that consciously want to move towards spiritual uh, evol- evolvement or maybe self-realization and they take yeah. steps, you know, constantly, day by day, month by month, year by year, and they see the change. And there are some people who might be on the other side of the spectrum, don't really believe in anything related to mediumship or spirit, but they have this experience, like a near-death experience, an accident, a car crash, or whatever it is. And suddenly, they get hit so hard, you know, spiritually, that once they come back, they're a different person.
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. But the thing is, is even if someone, I mean, someone might be, let's say, a complete yes. atheist. They're skeptical of all this stuff. They think it's complete nonsense. It's pseudoscience. Yeah. You're completely gullible. You're you're hoodwinking people, and, you know, you're deluded and leading them astray just by having this podcast, yeah. right? And what happens, you know, let's say they're in a car crash and they literally, they leave their physical body permanently. They're, they're in for a rude awakening. I mean, it doesn't change the reality that we're spirit souls. So, you know, our, our intellectually, our minds, we can come up with so many things and, and be in denial about it. But the reality of it is, you know, even though we have the physical body, we're, we're actually eternal consciousness. So what's good about mediumship is someone who's very um, skeptical yeah. and open minded, they could go to different mediums they could experiment with it investigate it and it's fantastic because their complete um, way of looking at things their complete consciousness can completely shift through their own experiences because someone can read philosophy they can even hear it from people who are really knowledgeable teachers but they're not necessarily going to accept it or believe it they're not necessarily going to agree with it but when you have actually get into experimentation with, with psychic phenomena certainly we can be deluded by our But if you get into it, what's going to happen is is you're going to actually have direct firsthand experience. And the spirit world, they will go way out of their way to present things to people to really open people up, so to speak. And that's something you can't really force on people. I mean, people are in different places, unfortunately, and, you know, they have to learn.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. so for a moment let's take a couple of steps back and go back to the very beginning could you talk to us about your childhood and how it all began for you well
2: the thing with 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 um mediumship i mean every everybody has these abilities and and sometimes what happens is you know you hear people put mediums upon a pedestal or they're they're special everybody you know they're so wonderful and unique somehow apart from other people but but we're, we're all spirits you know we, we, we all have uh these types of abilities, the ability to communicate with the spirit world, and, and, and those abilities, they're really not that special within themselves. So certainly when I was small, I was very open to the spirit world. I'm, I'm, I was always very sensitive. I'm, I'm very artistically oriented anyway. And with mediumship or these types of abilities, generally speaking, most mediums, they tend to be artists or they're musicians. You know, They're in touch with the intuitive part of, of their minds. Compared to, let's say, someone who's an engineer. So when I was little, I was always very artistic and everything. I, was, I wasn't I was really brought up in a- any particular religion at all. So I didn't have any type of religious indoctrination, which I think is a good thing. Because there are certainly some um, religions that might not or theologically understand these types of things or encourage it. But I, the first time I, I communicated with the spirit world would, would have been when I was two years old. My mom's dad spoke to me and communicated with me. And I had a lot of experiences growing up. <clears throat> when I was little I learned how to do meditation and that that was really, 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 really good because it really got me in touch with myself. And the more I got into it, I just couldn't get away from it. It, it it's something which completely transforms your whole life and it helps you understand yourself better, but it also ultimately helps you to open up your heart a lot more to help other people.
1: So you mentioned that when you were two years old, you had that first experience. What was that experience exactly?
2: Oh, well, it was um, at night and I went out of my body and I had a conversation uh, with my mom's father who, who wanted me to, you know, say different things to my mom, which I did. I, I thought I was having a conversation with God. <laughs> I really didn't have, you know, the whole concept, but yeah, it, 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 it was pretty neat. You know, it was very vivid, objective, you know, in terms of hearing it, just like I'm talking to you right now and seen it that way.
1: Got it. So. Got it. And so, okay, so uh, basically what you're saying is that, uh, you know, growing up, you were very sensitive. Uh, You were very open to the spirit world. And because of that, you had these artistic tendencies. You were intuitive. Uh, And the good part is that you weren't exposed to uh, indoctrination that sometimes happens in the form of different types of religion. Uh, And the experience that you shared with us uh, today, did you face any challenges growing up uh, as a kid with these gifts of no
2: not okay. really you know i'm 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 pretty uh i'm very i'm pretty strong pretty uh independent and everything and so I think my childhood was pretty happy and in terms of being open to spirit world and everything. You know, it, it's, it's not anything – I don't really look at those types of abilities as, as putting me apart from other people because everybody has these things. Even somebody who's really analytically oriented, ultimately they have the same type of sensitivity that's there. It just has to be cultivated. They have to be aware of it. That's basically it. But I think that everybody – I mean if you look at like children in a general sense, kids have this ability and it's something that parents should encourage. I've, I've got four kids and I encourage all of them with their abilities you know, they understand it, which is a cool
1: thing. Oh, it helps having a father like you, right? <laughs> who's, you know, uh have, who's had so many experiences, evidential experiences, and someone who teaches people around the world. So I'm sure that this is something that happens in your household as well. And you encourage your kids to have these Well, I used,
2: I used to drag them. <laughs> in. I mean, they've been places like Iceland or whatever, you know, like just different places. I mean, I'm I'm not with their mom anymore, you know, but – I mean, I used to take my whole family around with me, so it would be. Uh, now they're too old because they're in school. But it's one of these things where, yeah, you know, they've been they've been around us since they were babies and before they were babies. <laughs> just in terms of getting heat, yeah. you know, I'll be doing medium stand; they'll be like crawling up to me, that type of thing, while I'm doing it, you yeah, know, in front of a lot of people. So
1: yeah, yeah. Now, as a medium, uh, you've mentioned that you can mentally see, hear, and sense persons in the spirit dimension so could you describe this experience to us Uh,
2: well with with mediumship it's it's a at least we're talking about mental mediumship now a mind-to-mind communication so it's telepathic it's mind-to-mind it's energetic and it's something which is completely the subjective experience of the medium even let's just say if i was working with you and i started describing let's say one of your deceased loved ones or guide or something in spirit I would be the one who'd be experienced that inside my head, so subjective, and I could be completely deluded, couldn't I? I mean, I could say that, you know, you've got, you know, Donald Duck with you or something, and I mean, I may be totally like whacked out of my mind. Now, on the other hand, when you're experiencing those things, what actually is happening, and people who haven't necessarily had too many experiences with this don't always have a clue, especially you know it's like let's say they start getting into a class or they want to learn about it and really it's it's something which is totally natural and the way it works basically is the when you work with mediumship it's something which is completely carefully planned out and orchestrated by higher personalities in the spirit world so they actually train the medium they work with the medium and the medium learns to raise their own vibration up so What I've done with the process of mediumship if I'm working is I raise my vibration up and I've allowed my mind to be receptive to receiving mental impressions from the personalities in the spirit world. So what I've learned to do is mentally disassociate or get out of the way. So I'm aware of what's going on, generally speaking, but the information is being mentally transmitted and impressed in my mind. And our psychic senses correspond to our physical senses. So If they, for example, work with me clairvoyantly, I'll see some of the information, and I'll see it in my head. Now, what exactly does that, what exactly does, is that like when that happens? A lot of times, the thoughts that blend into your own head, in some cases, it might not really be too much different from your own thoughts, but with the training part, someone can actually learn to differentiate what's coming in from spirit and what isn't, so Generally, when, when, when you're attuning to spirit, there's a sense of exhilaration. You feel an energetic connection. It affects your entire nervous system. And, you, I mean, you feel really, 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 really high and just, like, uplifted. And you can energetically – there's temperature changes. You can energetically actually feel the subtle energy connecting with you. And there's a flow of information which is put in your head. Now, a lot of that can be visual – but the the visions that are presented, which can be literal and symbolic, also have an intense feeling to them as well. So, I mean, you might be seeing an image, and there's a whole feeling, an idea. You know, there might be emotions that are connected with it. Similarly, your own body, on a mental level, you're going to feel things in your own body. I mean, for example, you might be bringing someone through from spirit. You'll, you'll you're, You might feel... That you're much shorter than your regular physical build and you'll feel like you're missing a leg literally it's as if you you know part of your right leg's missing from the knee down and that's because the personality and spirit coming through was shorter than you he was a male you know and he he was missing part of his leg for whatever reason i mean you, you you'll even start making mannerisms or gestures like the person now this is not something which is analytical okay even though your analytical mind's kind of out of the way aware of what's going on it's You've, you've placed yourself in a state of disassociation and you've gotten out of the way and the stuff is actually being placed into your head and, you, and you, you won't be able to shut up once you start. I mean it's just the flow of information. Now you'll mentally smell, taste. You can also mentally hear spirit voices as well. And with, with clairaudience, yeah. which is hearing spirit, a lot of times the the messages will be impressed in your head. Just similar to the way images would be impressed in your head, except it'll be auditory. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it it, it totally does. And
2: so it, it it's, it's pretty. I mean, sometimes just the the idea or what they're trying to get across, it'll be clear cognizance or just that the idea will just be known. You'll just instantaneously say it. So it, it, it it's it's pretty cool the way it works.
1: Got it. And you know, you mentioned that there's a technique that allows you to differentiate your thoughts from. What is being communicated by spirit, and the fact that you shared with us yeah. that you feel different, right? You feel way uh, energetic, and you're able to well, clearly differentiate, so to speak, after 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 practice. I'm guessing. Yeah, well,
2: a psychic, you know,
1: an an impression
2: from the spirit world. Let's say they're they're giving you some clairvoyant. I mean, that type of image stands out from your own thoughts in a different sure. way. But in the very beginning, people aren't out. Was really sure what's the difference there's just so much stuff so much clutter in their own True. head and i mean i do a lot of work with training people with mediumship and you know it's learning how to meditate learning how to go into an altered state you know that's very safe very secure very comfortable for the person they raise their vibration and they're able to get out of the way and they're just able to start to pay attention of what's in their head it's like for example in some schools of buddhism they do a lot of meditation don't they and they might like, you know, for 10 days, not talk,
1: right whip asana. just go
2: inside yeah. them. Yeah. It's like that, what you know, as, as a mental discipline are incredible because you, you start doing things mm. like that, you start to pay attention to what's going on in there. Now, your thoughts are always going to be there to some extent, but you're different than your thoughts and you step out of the way. And so when, when, when your guides in spirit or helpers in spirit, put things into your head you're really going to be able to pay attention to those okay this is me and this isn't and that doesn't happen overnight now sometimes they'll turn up the volume so that, that the person who's the recipient as the medium will really feel the difference you know but you a lot a lot of times in the beginning it's 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 kind of mixed you know and someone really isn't able to they have to learn how to differentiate what's them and 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 there is a difference but it is when someone first opens up sometimes it feels like it's their imagination <laughs> so how do they learn i mean they start caring what they're getting and the person goes my god you described my father to a t <laughs> you know it can be very specific but they'll just think oh this is just my imagination and everything
1: exactly that that was a recurring question that came about in a webinar that i hosted a couple of uh, months back actually oh. with somebody who was an intuitive and uh, people ask the same question is how do i differentiate something that i might be imagining w- versus uh spirit communication so thanks a lot uh, for clarifying that yeah. uh, uh, well i i teach that all
2: the time because <laughs> i get that same question yeah you know and i i, I you know you, you mentioned you know that you know my, my book you know mediumship mastery which i have out which is on amazon but but in that book it gets into the whole mechanics of the whole entire process of mediumship and that's a lot of what i do with my training i work with people individually plus with groups worldwide and really someone can have a lot of blocks which are pretty normal to have especially in our society in the modern age but it's the right it's just like artistic ability you know someone could be they might think oh, I'm a really lousy artist. I can only draw stick figures. If they went to some type of uh, program of study, you know, by people yeah. mentoring them who are experienced professors, teachers, they can. They might. It might take a while, depending on the person, but they would actually learn how to the hand-eye coordination to actually draw something representationally that would be pretty good. Mediumship's the same way. I mean, I've had people who are like engineers, or they're just really so logically and analytically oriented, and There's ways of breaking that down to get someone past those blocks. You know, not everyone's an artist. Not everyone's necessarily in touch with their sensitivity, but we all have it.
1: So, uh, Steve, are you able to see a person's aura? Well,
2: with with, with the energy field around someone, yeah, sometimes I can see the aura. Sometimes I just feel the aura. I would say I I would sense it or feel it more than than see it objectively. Now, the other thing is if I'm tuning into the spirit world, let's say they're giving me information, a lot of times – when they come in, there's an energy field that surrounds them that I'm aware of. I mean sometimes the spirit – you know, we talk about what, what does it look like. Well, sometimes the spirit people when they present themselves because remember they have a subtle body. Uh, you'll you'll see their body kind of transparent. I mean you'll get a sense that it's a lady in spirit. You'll get a sense of her personality and all that. But it'll be almost like transparent and, you know, you, you – it, it could be even a little bit blurry or vague in terms of the distinction, you know, the actual features of, of the person coming through. Now, this isn't always the case, but sometimes. But you're really, you can still describe them very explicitly, all the different specifics, just in terms of the way they present themselves. I mean, other times, I mean, they might present themselves just like they would be when they were here, you know, every, every little mole or every little line on their face, very vividly that way. But with the energy field that's around them, you really get a sense of uh, what are they like as a person in the spirit? Because there's different levels in the spirit world, right? In my father's house many mansions. So when Jesus said that, he wasn't talking about housing developments. He's talking about different planes of consciousness. Or in, in, in the Vedas, they're called locus, you know, different, different abodes, right? Where different types of personalities dwell. So not everyone is necessarily in the same place in spirit, and, and certainly a spirit teacher, their energy field that's around them, it's going to be very different than someone, someone's grandmother, typically. Does
1: that make sense? No, it, it, it totally does. And, uh, you know, on your website, I came across that one of the things that you do is auric healing, right? So I want to know quickly the difference between auric healing and etheric healing, or are they pretty much the same?
2: Well, the, 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 the energy fields that we have really reflect our physical body they also reflect the subtle bodies they're an extension of the subtle body and you have different layers of the you know we, we we have we have the self the soul then we have the intelligence we have the all these different the mind all these different subtle coverings and the diseases of the body in so many cases they're directly linked to our emotions to our thoughts and they manifest first on a subtle level that's why you have someone maybe psychically as a medical intuitive or maybe mediumistically as a healer. They, they have spirit doctors and and who can give information, you know, because the spirit healers who would work through someone, let's say they're working with Reiki or some type of hands on spiritual healing. They actually have to diagnose and literally, you know, figure out what's wrong with the the, the recipient in terms of treatment. And then they channel the energy and do whatever type of um, healing treatments through, through, through the medium or the healer here. But that's all there with an the energy field. And that's one of the things about learning to be able to not just see ores, but be able to feel them and sense them, is you can actually use it to help people with health types of conditions that way. And pick up on things sometimes before it's actually manifested physically. Got it. So it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, because like you've suggested and you've you mentioned as well that you allow the spirit physicians to work through this physical body to perform surgical operations on the etheric body of the patient. Uh, now, my question yes. is, you know, who are these spirit physicians, and do they change, or do you have like a trusted few?
2: Well, you're you're from Bombay, aren't you? I am. You're from Bombay. Okay, when I was in Bombay, <laughs> I made a point of going to Bombay Hospital. Now, this is before it was Bombay. it was Bombay, yes, yes. Bombay twenty-five years yeah. ago, and. In Bombay Hospital, I I actually interviewed him. I hung out with him, and he's a regular, I mean, very, I'm not even sure if he's there anymore. He might might have already gone to spirit. His name was Dr. Ramakant Kenny, and he authored many books on spiritual healing. He worked full-time as a medical doctor in Bombay doing healing work, okay? I was in in his waiting room. So many people coming there in all these afflictions and problems of with with their physical bodies that you pr- might not find in, in the states or in canada or in a, you know that you might find in india and he was working with these people you no know, hands on healing now he had all of all of his spirit doctors who were working with him now with any type of mediumistic healing what i mean i i the, i do the same type of work as him it's not just something which randomly happens you have people who work with you and what did they do what type of background are they from? You know, when when they were here in the physical world, they would have worked with some type of healing. So someone like Dr. Kenny, I'm not sure if he's still around anymore because he, he'd he be in his 90s now. Uh, when he passes over into the spirit world, if he hasn't already, what's he going to be, be doing? I mean, he has so much uh, altruism, compassion, desire to help other people. He's going to probably come, you know, and, and be drawn, be attracted to someone who's very sincere, really motivated to help other people, and would work through that per- person. Now, even some physician who maybe doesn't understand mediumship, isn't into all this type of stuff, if they're really motivated, with, really des- with an intense desire to help others, it's not like they give up that desire. You know, They, they go to the spirit world, and they, they see people suffering here mentally and physically. They're going to want to help those people. And with mediumship, one of, the, one of the main laws is the law of attraction. You know, what we put out, we attract similar-minded personalities in spirit. Like attracts like. So let's just say you have someone that they start to get into some form of energy healing, maybe Reiki. I mean there's so many different approaches to spiritual healing. They start to study it and work with Who do you think is working with them? I mean if you were to tune in, we talk about the energy field, seeing the aura. Let's just say we were able to see the aura or even just sense it with someone doing hands-on healing. They've got someone on a table. We tune into them. Their energy field, it's completely expanded. And if we were able to see their energy field, we would see the beautiful colors around them. And we would also see and sense individuals from the spirit world who would have very closely blended with that healer within their energy field. You know, And, and, and we might see, oh my gosh, it looks like there's a Native American medicine person with the healer. Or maybe there's some nun who worked in a hospital for years as a, as a nurse, you know, that's what that that's what her background was now with with mediumship. It's teamwork I mean any kind of mediumship you have a, you have a spirit team that works with you and all of them are specialists So that's any kind of communication, you know, a loved one wants to come through well, they've never done it before They're actually having to work through third parties in the spirit world who have attuned to the medium, you know Who, who understand how to bring through the communications in the system? with healing mediumship just like you might go to a general practitioner for a health concern, uh, <clears throat> similarly, you know, you, there's, there's some heal, he, healing guides or helpers who are there in spirit, spirit doctors, who might be more like general practitioners, but there's also specialists. So based on the needs or the, the health conditions of the recipient, the spirit team is going to pool their efforts, and, and as a team, they're going to work through the individual healing medium. And administer the treatment
1: absolutely wonderful i love the way that uh, uh you shared um you know what you did and it's sort of made complete sense and as you spoke about it i was actually visualizing someone doing uh reiki on a person and uh, it's not just them but it's their team so to speak uh from the spirit world who are assisting this person uh to heal the client or the patient or whoever it is you know know,
2: i mean everyone has we have our own aura we have our own subtle body and we have our own life energy it's just like let's say when you're little you know you're hurting your mom might take you and hold you and you feel really good you know that's that's her life energy that's doing it and i mean if you're around a natural healer i mean they just give off this really extra abundance super abundance of life energy it's great to be around them as opposed to someone who's a psychic vampire or sponge, you know, who takes all your energy. That's a bit different yeah. because they're toxic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with someone who's a natural healer, what they're doing is, is they're raising their vibration up and they're receiving information that is channeled through them from a higher source. So someone could work with healing. They're never going to be drained. They're going to feel so, I talked about, you know, with mediumship, you just feel high. You feel so uplifted when you're doing it. Your entire nervous system is charged. It's the same thing with healing. And it's universal. Now, I mentioned Dr. Kenny, you know, who who worked in Bombay Hospital. And, I mean, this is something which is worldwide. But when he he initially got into it, he had this condition of his back. He was telling me this. And he didn't know what to do. I mean, he was going to all these different colleagues of his who were medical specialists. So he wrote to Harry Edwards just outside of London in the U.K. And Harry Edwards passed over in 1976. And he was one of the greatest – Exponents of spiritual healing worldwide. He authored probably the best books on spiritual healing, Harry Edwards. Now, this is back in the in the Depression era. He started developing trance mediumship and clairvoyance. He started training with, and he he started his own um, healing practice in his home. And actually, during the Battle of Britain, when 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 the German um, Germany was bombing Britain, I mean, his house got destroyed, unfortunately. But he established in 1946. It's this very large estate, which is in Surrey, Guildford, Surrey, which is just south of of London, of the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary, which is still around. And anyway, so Dr. Kenny had actually written to Harry Edwards and received a letter back and received absent healing. And through the healing of prayers being done at a distance, his spinal condition was completely eradicated. And that got him into psychic phenomena. That got him into... Developing his own spiritual gifts and you'll see that with most people, you know, who are the best healers who are the best mediums? They've gone through hell themselves You know, they've gone through personal experiences and they develop empathy for other people. We see this in indigenous cultures, too You know the wounded healer someone who's gone through maybe a lot of physical trauma or some type of emotional challenge and as a result when we have everything ripped away from us, where do we have to go? We have to go to God inside our heart, don't we? And we develop compassion for other people. And really, the, you know, you, you can study, let's say someone goes to a Reiki class, oh, I'm going to go on a Saturday. I'm going to be a master, or I'm going to learn this. Now, you can study all these different techniques or read books, learn so many different approaches, but really, so much of spiritual growth, it has to do with your life experience and what you go through in terms of your own personal development, the challenges that you face and you can't buy this stuff. Now everybody has this ability, but it's not something where you can, I I call it microwavable mediumship. And in the last 20 years, or so there's all these TV shows on mediums, a lot of interest in the matter, and people, like I say, they want to go to like a Saturday workshop and just, Oh, I'm going to be wonderful. I'm going to have these amazing powers and it's, it's like artistic ability, you know. You can develop something, but you're always going to be developing it and taking it further. And but your spirituality has to be developed as well.
1: So, so speaking about development of spirituality, you mentioned that one needs to That's raise their vibration in order to be able to tune into the communication that is being sent through the spirit world. So, how does one go about? learning to develop yes. or to raise their vibrations to be able to channel or receive these messages?
2: Well, mediumship, it's, I mean, in terms of, the, the, you know, the tech—the technical process of it, I mean, it does involve raising your vibration. So, and, and there's a lot of different ways, different approaches to pray and different approaches to meditate. I mean, I, I personally, I do, I do a lot of, um, you know, mantra meditation. I'm, I'm really into that, you know, raising my own vibration up. Uh, and definitely... Any type of meditative type of process is going to help someone do that. I mean the, the other thing is is with, with, with mediumship, some of some of the work that I do with teaching people involves and I and I guide people through this, getting the people really very, very, very relaxed in a very deep meditative, receptive, relaxed state. So the physical body's relaxed, and what happens after we relax our physical bodies? Our minds are very receptive. And in doing so, I, I work with the person to actually raise their consciousness up you know, to the higher chakras, and they start to disconnect from their physical body. They start to disassociate from their body and mentally kind of get out of the way and literally will feel like the upper part of their body is expanding. They'll lose awareness of, of, of the lower part of the body. And they'll find themselves kind of displaced from the physical body. Now, this is a very safe, this is a very positive thing that I'm describing. But in doing so, they're out of the way, and their mind is very receptive. So when something's put in their head, put in their mind, they're going to notice it a lot more. And then what I would do with, you know, in terms of training people, is is have them verbalize it, have them articulate it. And the the biggest block people have is the analytical mind. So let's say the spirit world, <clears throat> the, the personality is impress something in someone's head that the typical reaction is to an, you know is to analyze yeah. it you, you start getting involved you pick it apart and automatically what's going to happen is you're going to block more information from come from from coming in so it, it, it's really important for people in the beginning not to worry too much is this, this is my imagination am i just making this up you know I mean, if they see something in their head, just describe the experiences. I mean, that's one of the things I do with people who are very novice or beginner, you know, just have them verbalize. Maybe they're just feeling some temperature changes around their physical body. When you give something out and and, and you describe it, you're letting the helpers who are training you from spirit and learning how to work with you, <clears throat> you're actually letting them know that you've actually experienced what they've presented to you. And then they can more and they, and they can build upon it. And let's say you goof up a little bit, which is okay. And you know, you do have things, Somebody gets something as a medium, they're learning, or maybe that, you know, they just, they just have pretty cruddy training. What will happen is they'll add all this stuff to it or they'll leave stuff out or maybe misinterpret something. And that's why I always tell people test the spirit world, test the medium, just because someone says, Oh my gosh, I've got the intergalactic space brotherhood and I'm channeling them, all these things like that. I mean, it'd be like if I started acting like a dog and barking going around in a forest, would you believe me? right? I said, Oh, I have an alligator for a guide, and I started crawling on my stomach. Now, there's people who are gullible who just completely buy in, you see? And the spirit world doesn't want us to be uh, gullible. They want us to use our intelligence. That's the big thing. So I always question this stuff. And I mean, some might have books out. They might be on Oprah. I mean, they might be on your show, too. I mean, I don't know. And that doesn't necessarily mean you know someone's legitimate you, you, you always test spirit it, it, it's really very important and and just realize that the more you learn about the stuff the mechanics of it how how it actually works and experience things yourself you're going to have a better criteria to kind of evaluate these types of things but there's a lot of stuff out there it's just not it's not reality it's not really based on fact
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely thanks a all lot. For this
2: that. is that's all, all, it's all factual. I mean, we really are spirit souls, you know. God really exists. There's really life after death. That stuff is all fact. But when someone starts to claim all this weird stuff, and there's no uh, no evidence for it, you know, no way of really, you know, like I said, there's a fine line between your own imagination and a genuine psychic impression. Now you're on you're on, you're on, you're on in Vancouver, aren't you? Right. So if you go a little bit further. South, you've got California, you've got the West Coast. I, I do a lot of work in California. And I mean, there's so many people, you know, channeling all sorts of things in the kitchen sink. Now, if you were to tune into those pe- people's energy fields, they're not actually connecting with spirit, a lot of uh, these people. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean someone's necessarily fraudulent. I mean, you've got that too. You know, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't get the job.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: uh, <laughs> acting at Hollywood, here I am in L.A., you know, I don't want a wait table, so I'm going to channel. I'm going to get <laughs> the book contract with, with some New Age publisher, and you know, it'll be really a famous <laughs> book, and have all this wild stuff. and you know?
1: that's It's hard it's to not really, differentiate, you, right, sometimes? You, know,
2: you turn, that, you turn into someone mm. like that, and they're not even working with spirit. Now, the other thing that happens is, and, you know, someone gets into this, and this, this is pretty normal. And, you know, people aren't able to tell their own imagination, imagination from something genuine so you can definitely have someone who's sincere but just a bit deluded and they just don't have education behind it now with mediumship education and training are are really very important they're essential i mean you have some people i knew this one guy and he was an engineer it's interesting because his wife was a born-again christian but he was having psychic experiences and she sent him to one of my Workshop. I used to teach at this one college in, mediumship at this one college in <clears throat> Massachusetts when I lived there. That's where I'm from originally, Massachusetts, before I lived in New Zealand. And so he came, and his dad came through, and he started taking some classes. But anyway, because he was, for years, I mean, he had taught engineering in a college level as a professor. And he, was, he really didn't want to listen to any kind of advice. He just started opening up to the spirit world and he would just walk up to people. It could be in Walmart, and he'd start giving them messages. Can you imagine that? So one of the things with mediumship is you have to learn how to close it down and how to discipline it, like when to use it and when not to. And there's some people, I mean, like this guy, I mean, he, he was a really wonderful person, but he just opened up, and he was running all over. Up to, I mean, he would go into the dentist's office. He would give everyone in the reception area a message from spirit, the receptionist. Then you go in the hygienist, get one, the dentist. I mean, it's there a, three, two or three hours. I mean, they loved him there. But it's like a leaky faucet. And see, that's the whole thing with mediumship. It's carefully planned out by spirit. I said that earlier. Orchestrated by them, facilitated by them. And the, you want the quality to be there. Now, you do have people, you know, they're, 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 they're in McDonald's, they're at Walmart, they're at the shopping mall, and they'll walk up to people. Now, if I were a dentist, which I'm not. Or let's just say I, I learned online how to extract teeth, and I had pliers. I'd read a manual on dentistry. I bet I could take your teeth out. I bet I could tear them out with pliers. Would you want me to do that? No, you'd want a licensed dent- dentist to do it, wouldn't you? And can you imagine if I was – you know, I went up to people in public, and I just like grabbed their mouth, opened up. Oh, that molar in the back has got a cavity. I'm going to have to remove it. So with medium, you don't just do that, but but, but you get – um. People who dabble in this, they might take a class or two, they get, in, they read a few books, this type of thing, and then they're out like trying to do it. Now, everybody has this ability; it's natural. But with training for mediumship, it takes years of learning. It, it's not just learning, you know, the mechanics of it, and perfecting perfecting your connection with spirit, which is which is an ongoing process in terms of the cultivation. It's learning the ethics, learning how to work with people the right way. And that's why proper mentorship or proper having the right types of teachers there is, is really, really, really important. Because there's 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 too many people, unfortunately, out there who aren't necessarily qualified and then they're out presenting themselves. And we're really it, – it, it's very important with, with anything like this that we have people who really have the right type of training, even if they're very sincere – If they're not really at a level where they should be working, it's not a good
1: thing. Does that make sense? Got it. No, it totally makes sense. Now, Steve, wanted to quickly ask you, what are spirit guides? And does everyone have them?
2: Yeah, everybody has guides. I mean, like attracts like, and with you know, with mediumship, I call them helpers because they're specialists. They're specialists, you know, they work with us, they train with us as we're trading, and that's a bit different than a guide. But let's say you're a nuclear physicist and you're doing some type of research. You might attract Track similar-minded people in spirit who are scientists who did that type of research to work with you, maybe long-term or on one type of project. Do you understand? So we, we, you could be a very, very uh, unethical, sleazy politician, and you will have people in the, in the spirit world who might have been involved in government or politics who will be drawn to you and want to work with you. And maybe, you know, if you're unethical, they'll try to influence you so you do positive things that will help people yeah. and society in general. You know, everybody has guides now. Do we listen to them? Now, now some of our guides they're there our entire life working with us. Others come and go as needed, or maybe for a specific
1: project. Right.
2: But the spirit world, the subtle dimension, it, it's all around us. You know, we talk about raising our vibration. Yeah. Well, that's what we learn to do. We learn to open our eyes, and they're around us. See, it's a different frequency. This it's much quicker.
1: It's a quicker thing.
2: Okay. be slower, more dense. Yeah, it's a dense, very. Heavy world, this material world—it's so heavy here. And so, how do they do it? They have to mentally impress us, impress our minds. And you know, that's if we're receptive, we're going to be aware of that. And so, they're around us and everything all the time. And and you know, like I say, someone could not even believe in this stuff or accept it. They might be an atheist. Those people still have guides who try to work with them. And you know, you could be a really wonderful from your heart person, just you don't believe in God you think that mediumship is a bunch of bunk, you know, anything new age, is just delusion. And, you know, you're just not into religion or spirituality and, you know, you might be doing wonderful service and helping other people. And I guarantee you, you know, you tune into someone like that, there'll be people from the spirit world trying to inspire that person to work with them. I mean, it's amazing. They will use anybody as an instrument if they're able to. I mean, a lot of it though, I mean, if we have the, a motivation to genuinely want to help other people and then, you know, just serve and, and and heal. It's going to certainly help the personalities from spirit work with us. I mean, they're attracted to people like that because it's in their energy field and it goes out. It's just like in, in the evening, you know, it could be very dark outside and we, we put a light on all these little bugs go for the light. It's kind of similar. If you work on your spirituality, your energy field similarly has this brightness to it, this clarity and purity to it that attracts uh, loving personalities Mm -hmm, from spirit. mm -hmm.
1: Now, what role do grandparents or people or ancestors, so to speak, play in our spiritual evolution, people who are in some way connected or related to us?
2: Well, it it, it kind of depends. I mean, obviously, if someone passes over the spirit world, you know, we're related to them. Even if we hated the gods, I mean, you know, let's just say you had some uncle and you hated the guy, you know, and it's really dysfunctional. That person is still connected to you and there's some karma there there's some type of connection there uh, and that doesn't necessarily isn't really necessarily severed just because the person's kicked the bucket they've gone to the spirit world so but at the same time let's say you know your mom's in the spirit world and she's a really nice lady really loving she's not necessarily that evolved yeah she's not necessarily that intelligent it's not like you become instantly enlightened and there's 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 some ideas sometimes that people have. Oh, you know, I'm going to go to the spirit world. I'm just going to merge into this bright white light. Everyone is one. But no, we're 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 simultaneously one and simultaneously different. We have our eternal um, spiritual nature. It it's not like you lose your individuality or cease to exist. Uh, so with, with 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 all of this communication, you know, your loved ones, if they're not that evolved. They can certainly send you love and support, but they might not really be in a position of wisdom or being able to provide sound spiritual guidance. That's why we have higher guardians or higher
1: teachers that work with us. Does that make sense? It it, it totally does. And uh, my follow-up question is many of our listeners in fact many have uh, recently stumbled across this new way of living and have discovered these fascinating topics like yoga you know mediumship spirituality uh, yeah. uh, how does a person go about connecting with his or her spirit guide in some way or well, another even if it's a small I, way <laughs>
2: i think i think the big thing is i mean it it helps to read a lot of books about it And and listen to a lot of podcasts like this, you know, (laughs) you know, learn a lot about it, learn how it works, you know, hear different opinions and everything about it, and 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 be skeptical about it, you know, like, like I say, test spirit, test the medium. All of this stuff is natural. Now, how do you how do you experience psychic abilities yourself? You know, it's learning how to meditate, learning to quiet the mind, learning how to raise your own vibration up. And there's a lot of different. I mean, let's say someone is Roman Catholic, they have their their prayer beads, you know, their mala, and they pray and they. Do the rosary every day that's going to put them into an altered state they 're going to feel the presence of God when they do that if they 're really doing it with love and devotion from their heart and, and that 's the whole thing it's we, 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 if we change our we, we cultivate our spir- our spiritual character our morals you know working on ourselves yes. how we treat other people that purifies our consciousness it's like our heart so oftentimes has so much dirt in it so many unwanted things and you know the yogic process any kind of meditative process it has to do with in sanskrit they're called anartas right cleaning out things that are unwanted things that are detrimental to our spiritual growth and all of these things some cases people aren't even aware that they're there and then they start to do self-help types of processes they start to study reiki or receive reiki or just different approaches it helps you to get rid of the things that Make us less in touch with who we are. That 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 contribute to us not being kind to other people. You understand? You know, like why are we here? Who are we? Well, you know, we're not our physical bodies. You know, there's like higher a higher purpose. You know, to love God, to serve God, to elevate ourselves. And so, all of these types of things. If we start to work on ourselves spiritually, a byproduct of that is the mediumistic types of abilities are are are, are going to start to open up naturally, mm. the psychic abilities. You know, in Sanskrit, they're called cities, aren't they? Now, the thing is, someone can open up, oh, I'm going to be clairvoyant. You know, they might go to a class for clairvoyance. But just developing a mystic power or clairvoyance within itself, unless you really work on yourself, there's a bit of a limitation to it. I mean, having psychic powers with themselves does not make someone a spiritual person. I mean, they're really a good things, and you can use them in so many ways to help other people. And like I say, you know, sometimes a reading or, or communication from spirit it helps the person in the spirit world more than it does the person here. You know, someone's in the spirit world. Let's say your grandmother; she may be less involved than you, and the session's really for her, even though she's the one coming through. You know, just because they over there doesn't make them some type of enlightened soul. You know, they're 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 in the process of learning and growing.
1: Makes total sense. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that with us, uh, Steve. I'm sure our listeners are. Uh, taking notes and uh, about to take action probably after this episode action tribe to access the show notes for today's episode visit my7chakras.com forward slash 218 that's my7chakras.com forward slash 218 and before moving on a word from our sponsor gaia.com Being challenged in life is inevitable. Being defeated is optional. Now, this is an amazing quote by Roger Crawford. Action Tribe, being defeated is a choice and it's all up to you. If you're listening to this podcast, then I'm sure that you have some challenge in your life. And challenges like we're learning today come in all shapes and sizes, health, financial, spiritual, or maybe even relationship challenges. But remember, you never know how close you are to seeing a massive breakthrough. There is a powerful force in taking small actions on a regular basis. The key is to show up again and again and again. And that's what differentiates a regular person from a spiritual warrior because you're listening to this episode right now. You've taken action and I know that you are a warrior. And as we're learning, challenges will come into your life. But accepting defeat is totally up to you because the goal is to Experience that complete transformation, not just to develop one skill or just mediumship, but to experience that complete transformation. That's when you can change uh, people around you. So, Stephen, talk to us about a phase in your life when you had to go through a major life challenge. What was the situation like, and then how did you get out of it?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, I've I've been through so many different uh, hellish situations in my life. And I I was saying that earlier, in terms of if you want to be a a, Good medium, you have to go through different types of uh, situations don't you uh, let's so let, let me just see okay <clears throat> when I was uh, much younger, uh, my younger brother committed suicide and I saw him take his own life and I saw him actually leave his physical body so without going into all the, the details what actually happened, uh, having that type of experience was very much a great shock to me when it took place, and although I I was already very open to the spirit world. It really forced me or encouraged me to go more within myself, which as a result, I got more in touch with God and also got more in touch with, you know, my own connections with the spirit world. So I can think of a lot of different, uh, experiences that were very traumatic like that, that have happened in my own physical plane life. And all of those types of experiences in my perspective are take place in a person's life as a challenge to actually help them and encourage them to really connect more to the source of power just like i said if you really want to work with people who have really are devastated by the loss of people close to them you kind of have to go through the stuff yourself unfortunately does that make sense because you know you can you can you can know something in theory but it's not the same as hands-on experience i mean and 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 really you you read about or hear about sometimes in, in the media about someone just suffering like some horrible tragedy maybe so many people close to them passing over and it's and no matter how bad a situation you go through you know you can know there's always going to be situations that are even more hellish for other people too but these situations you go through They force you to really get in touch with more of who you are, and it really gives you strength. I mean, obviously, it's how we choose to respond to a situation. But if we look back with some of the most challenging times, we've ultimately become better people as a result of them. It's like let's say someone has has an addiction. Who you know, we go to some twelve-step program. Who are the people who really can help other people coming into it? They're people who've already been through that type of program, who've gone through the addiction, and and you know, someone could learn all these. You know, uh, psychological approaches, but they—they're not going to have a clue compared to someone who's who's actually experienced it.
1: Well thanks a lot for sharing that with us Steve um, and actually going back into the past even though that experience uh was very challenging for you um uh, so thanks a lot for sharing that f- with our listeners in just one sentence what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners
2: Well the biggest the biggest lesson is is learning to love God and and to serve God and that we're all eternal spirit souls and that the more that we connect with who we are, we're going to be happier. We're going to be healthier, and we're and things are going to be more harmonious. And when I mean healthier, not necessarily physically healthier, but we're going to be on a spiritual type of level much healthier.
1: Got it. You you mentioned that when you were younger, your younger brother committed suicide. That experience must have been so challenging and shocking and traumatic for you. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really
2: traumatic that type of experience and everything. It's really, 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 really bad. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, it's it kind of wakes you up. I mean, that's just the whole thing. Things like that happen. And I mean, I know, mo- I mean, just in a general sense, I'd say most mediums I I know, they've gone through pretty rough th- things like that, maybe even worse. I mean, I don't know if you can pick, can compare things because there's always something that can be more traumatic, but it, it's really enabled them to have, have greater capacity just to be there for other
1: people absolutely and through this you've inspired us to go deeper into ourselves as well and get in touch with with god and like you mentioned the more we connect with who we are we will become healthier and not just physically healthy but just mentally and and spiritually healthy as well
2: yeah i mean real health real health i mean the body's gonna fall apart anyway i mean it's you know healing is not about necessarily a physical cure it's about getting it's a blessing from god it's about getting us in touch with who we are and That's just the whole thing. The more that we're in touch, the challenges aren't necessarily going to go away. But how do we respond to those situations? And are we able to really respond lovingly to others around us? That's the big thing. And if we open ourselves up, those higher personalities, they're going to use us as an instrument. I mean, one of my favorite prayers is the prayer of St. Francis, which really has to do with surrender. It's about opening up to God and just allowing yourself to be used as an instrument to help others and that's really what it is as we give out it, it, those in the for example you might have a guides in the spirit world the service that they are doing to help people here in terms of spiritual growth yeah. actually helps them at the same time to make progress yeah you know go up to the higher type of level so to speak and really you know someone's on a higher level in the spirit world they're motivated out of love to work with people here because it's a very de- – this world is very dense. It's very – it's not our original home. I mean this is like a motel.
1: It's a motel, Right. Yep.
2: You know, people you go to the motel. You, 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 you wouldn't stay there forever, would you? No. You might stay there for a week or two days, three days, however long, one day. But then you have to leave. So we're in these physical bodies, and eventually we're going to have to vacate the bodies. But people are so attached to their physical bodies. They identify with them. They think, oh, you know, I'm female. I'm, I'm female, I'm male i'm an american i'm indian i'm canadian all of this stuff but that's all temporary
1: so interesting so we're,
2: we're, we're, we're eternal and in the spirit world there's communities there you know there's there's actually it's it, there's, there's personality there's individuality they interact with each other in my father's house are many mansions there's all, all these different levels there so if we work on ourselves spiritually here and i mean really overcome our faults you know and all the religions all all the different spiritual paths. I mean, they, they, they're different paths for different people and different levels, you know, different of understanding. But they emphasize the essential things about, you know, love, love thy neighbor as thyself. Treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, develop, you know, your spirituality, your devotion to God. Overcome, you know, bad, bad qualities. You know, just the basic Buddhist tenets or the basic uh, precepts you find in Christianity, any any bona fide religion. They pretty much say the same thing, don't they? you know the externals are, can be a bit different but the essential ideas are there and, and you 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 work on these things it will take you up to a higher type of level doesn't matter you know what you're wearing uh, the external part that type of thing what your belief system is it's who you are and what you've actually done so when the spirit world comes through let's say you have a, a grandfather who really messed up you know he's made all these mistakes he's going to try to encourage you when he comes through if you're if you're dealing with the same situations not to fall into the same pattern as him in terms of your behavior or how you're thinking things so we can really learn a lot from the people who are in the spirit world got it
1: well thanks a lot for sharing action Tribe. let's take a few moments to pause and really digest what we've learned so far we still have the last portion of our show the wisdom round coming up but just for a few moments i want to i want you to think of yourself uh Holistically, not just your physical body and mind, Uh, I mean your entire energetic body, your entire aura and your higher self radiating beautiful energy as you absorb the inspiring and fascinating ideas from today's episode. In a mystical way, everyone listening to this episode right now is on the same frequency. So whether you're listening in from California or New York or Vancouver or India or England, all our energies are tuned into the same wonderful frequency and as we vibrate, be able to create whatever we desire to be able to attract whatever we desire whether it's spiritual mentors or something else i encourage you to think of yourself more as this energetic multi-dimensional being rather than just the physical human being that you are now because greatness is within you that's what we're learning today and just as don miguel ruiz once said what you are is a force, a force that makes it possible for your body to live, a force that makes it possible for your whole mind to dream, because you are life. So Steve, as on today, what is your life's calling?
2: Oh, well, my, my life calling is <clears throat> is to serve God and to help other people. And you know, I guess the focus really is on the healing and the mediumship. I travel all over the world. I'm based in New Zealand, which is ten thousand miles away from the East Coast states. You know, seven thousand miles away from where you are, eight thousand miles from where you are, but I go all over the place, and I've I've got my book, bestseller book, you know, mediumship mastery, you know, so the ultimate guide, you know, the, the mechanics of receiving spirit communication. So, if you're interested, if anyone's interested in mediumistic growth, how it works, the process, that's something which is available on Amazon, and I teach all over the world. I I do one-on-one mentoring. Which I work on, you know, Skype or that type of thing at a distance. I also run a lot of programs for training with this. But I would say my main emphasis is on the healing aspect of it and the transformational aspect of it too. Because like I say, healing is about getting in touch with who we are. So even if someone has a physical condition, you know, like cancer or disease or something terminal, how do they respond to that situation? You know, how do they work through? How does that sit that trauma? Uh, stimulate them to a higher type of level of realization and everything, and that's what's the most important thing. And, you know, we can acquire a lot of material assets and wealth, but the real gold is the spirituality that we cultivate that we take with us because that's something that's going to go with us once we once we do pass over. Everything materially, you know, that stuff just stays here.
1: Mm-hmm. And Steve, with that, we arrived at the last round for today. This round is called the Wisdom Round, which contains four questions, uh, which is sort of like an action-packed rapid-fire round. Um, uh, So the first question is, what is the best piece of advice that someone has ever given you? I think the
2: best piece of advice I ever got, uh, ever received was, in terms of my spiritual growth, is to receive it through quality and association of people who are more realized than myself spiritually. And get whatever type of suggestions that they would have that I should do in terms of my own spiritual growth, you know, like what type of service should I I do or what type of advice would they have? And, and because the spirituality, it's really our own growth. So much of it has to do with the association that we receive from others, positive or negative. So if we, we, if we're around people of a high higher vibration than ourselves, they're going to bring us up. It's going to benefit us. It's going to affect us. You know, one moment with someone who's really God realized and spiritual, it will literally transform your life. I mean, it could just be one
1: or two minutes with them. And name a personal habit that keeps you strong.
2: Well, I do a lot of uh, mantra meditation every day. And it's, kind of, it's, it's something that I do every day. And it really is something which cleans my heart. And it's like brushing your teeth. If you don't brush your teeth, you're going to notice if they're dirty. You're going to yeah. be very aware right away. It's the same with meditation. If you if you don't do it like you want to be doing it, you're really going to notice it. And I, I, I personally would recommend that as a habit for anyone listening to this, regardless of the religious tradition. You know, the more you can get into some type of uh, prayer and meditation on a daily basis, it's just as important as brushing your teeth, actually a lot more
1: speaking of brushing your teeth, what is your morning routine? like what do you do during the first two hours of your day?
2: Well, I like to get up, I like to do my yoga I like to do you know my meditation and everything because that's really the best time to do it. Sometimes my schedule doesn't allow it and everything, but uh, I try to do a lot of my spiritual stuff in the morning as well when I get up this type of thing, and obviously, you know I, I want to you know <laughs> brush my teeth and all of these things as well, take a shower and. <laughs> take care of myself that way got it
1: uh, so name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners
2: well I'll, I'll recommend my I'll recommend my own book I might as well plug that you know Me- Me- mediumship mastery and that that's been out now for it just came out the last two years ago and it's on Amazon worldwide and it's mediumship mastery the mechanics of receiving spirit communications the ultimate guide and that gets into all aspects of mediumship it's as a book it's a pr- appropriate for people who are novice as well as people who are very experienced and it's being used by teachers of mediumship worldwide it's got 84 easy to follow practical exercises for developing it individually as well as with groups and that gets into healing all the stuff we've talked about and more but if someone really wants to understand how it works it's not a book about me it's not one of these books that has a lot of stories about people coming for readings it's on a much deeper type of level In terms of actually, it's something which long after I'm no longer here physically, it will probably be used by people for developing mediums.
1: So Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations. And I know that many of you get these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show. That's why Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their service. Now, in case you don't know, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for a wide range of devices like iphone android or kindle including bestsellers like the chakra system by Anadia judith autobiography of a yogi by paramahansa yogananda and a new earth by Eckhart tolle to download your free audiobook today and start listening go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book once again that's my7chakras.com forward slash free book and get your download so steven thank you so much for joining us today thanks for sharing so much of uh, useful and abundant information about mediumship. Uh, before you go, tell us something that you're grateful for, and tell us how we can find you online. Oh, I'm
2: I'm just really grateful to be here physically. I'm I'm really grateful to be on your show, and I'm grateful to be able to share with others. And every time that I open from my heart, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to see the love in others and to be able to really touch in with them because life is such a blessing and i really really appreciate your show so much i really can feel your energy i feel your heart i can where you're coming from is such a wonderful place and i know that you i know you told me a lot of people listen to your your programs but i know that you you, you have no idea because when you touch them how much in turn they're going to touch other wow, people thanks a lot <laughs> and so I, it's really it's really a great blessing to be here you know in terms of getting hold of me <clears throat> My website is stevehermanmedium.com, stevehermanmedium.com, and I mean, if you do a search for me, stevehermanmedium, I mean, that would come up as well, but like I say, I, I do uh, a lot of teaching. I do private sessions, you know, in person as well as at a distance, and I, I have my book. I do a lot of training programs, and anyone interested in this type of work or healing, please get hold of me. I'm, I'm really into sharing. I'm really into the teaching aspect, and I certainly will go out my way to help anyone
1: perfect we'll have the link up in the show notes steven thank you so much for joining us on today's show talking to us about spirits and mediumship and so much more and taking us one step closer to a human revolution
2: yeah thank you very much and god bless you you are listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift Get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator